Alrighty, welcome to the podcast. Today we will be talking about calorie defect and I will also have my guest for today, uh, Miss Crystal, who works with Strength Comes From Life. She's a motivational speaker. Um, so let's get into it. Um, when you want to lose weight, I personally recommend doing a calorie defect. A calorie defect occurs when you consume fewer calories than what you use up a day. Everything you eat and drink brings calories into your body as it is digested and absorbed. Your body uses the calories to maintain your organs, healthy tissues, breathing, heartbeat, and every movement you make. Calorie defect and weight loss, if you're consuming more calories than you need in a day to maintain and move your body that will be stored as excess energy used later. Your body pulls the storage energy out. If you eat less during the day or during periods of the day of fasting, like when you're asleep. But if you're constantly eating more calories than what you need, your body continues to store energy without really ever needing to use much of to store energy. Over time, this can be lead to large weight gains. On the other hand, if you stay in a calorie defect, you begin using the stored energy and lose weight. Uh, tips on eating fewer calories, um, exercise, you can join a fitness class, try taking 10,000 steps a day, which is a fairly good amount, but if you think about it, every step you take, you could probably hit about 10,000 steps a day. Do strength and cardio workouts. Hit workouts are another great way of doing this. Try different variations of workouts. Find one you like. Ask, ask a friend to become a accountability partner. Meet friends for a walk rather than a meal. Park further away than your destination. Sometimes take extra steps to go there. Sometimes if you could park in the first level of a parking lot, then instead of parking at the first level of the parking lot, then just park up the hill. Use try taking stairs when, instead of elevator when possible. Eat more protein. You want to ideally aim for a 10 to 35 range when it comes down to protein. Um, you want lean meats, beef, poultry, pork, fish and seafood, nuts and seeds, beads, and dairy products. You want to track your calories. Um, a big thing in tracking calories is not only just tracking the meals you eat, but also the liquids. A lot of times when people do a calorie defect, they'll just count the meals that they eat and not really count the calories that they're drinking. And that would lead to an over amount of calories that you drink by drinking like soda, juices, eat more fiber, and basically that's pretty much it for a calorie deep. Hey, Kitty? Yes. You're a motivational speaker, I'm correct, right? Well, yeah, so I've been to a lot of things in my life, and um, I've been, I guess, subconsciously or I guess without kind of just started to grow a social media following over the past couple of years following my journey 
Yeah. So uh, my dream was always to inspire other people, and I just decided to kind of just grow and build on that. So I guess I officially started my business doing this, but um, I've been successful with other things in my life. I just decided to follow my... To inspire someone not to give up. Have you had any of those experiences? Because I know sometimes motivational speakers usually have experiences or can relate to what they're preaching out to. Uh, I've had so many near-death experiences in my life that I feel like each situation that I've been through in my life happened so that I could feel that to be able to help other people get through difficult situations. For me, um, I've experienced loss. I lost my mom, um, who was like my best friend and biggest supporter throughout my life. And I think at that point, kind of just uh, really pushed me to go into this direction. But the biggest, I think, impact I've had was about 15 years ago, I was in a traumatic car accident. And uh, I was in a coma for a month and a half fighting for my life. So... I was given a second chance at life, and I was given another opportunity. It was one of those things where, what was I going to do with that second chance? Yeah. So, I'm glad you recovered so we can have this conversation today. <laughs> so. so, what is it you, what is it, so tell me a little bit about you, your podcast. Um. Well, my podcast, I basically want to give back to the health and well-being of the fitness community. I know through with COVID, a lot of stuff has been happening. People have been down. Um, mental health has been also a big thing. So I'm just trying to really give back to what health, fitness, and well-being has done for me. I love that. Is there a situation in your life that pushed you to move into this direction? Um, being a former athlete, and then once you retire, and my current job... I realized that mental health is a lot of big things in fitness-wise. I was pushing almost close to 400 pounds. And then my wife told me that I need to get healthier and get my life back together. So I, that really started the change for um, what's going on now. I, I agree with you on the mental health. The mental, because, it, you know, I... I actually went back to school to study psychology just so I could understand people, even after I had my career built. Like, I knew I was never going to go into that field, but I just wanted to have a better understanding of people and mental health. And, you know, and um, I loved learning about that because I do think I connect with people a lot better because I have more compassion for it. It's funny because I just wrote a blog yesterday on my page, and um, I was talking about how, you know, everybody, we work out. Because I was overweight also. I was a size 22 at my biggest. And I was talking about yesterday in my blog how we all want to, you know, lose weight and we all want to be, you know, um, beautiful and we all want to have this great exterior, but it all works with the inside. And no matter how long we try and how many years we push to do this, unless we heal what's happening inside, it's not going to help us on the outside because outside is always going to change. Yes, I'm, I totally agree. Now... What advice or motivational speaking would you give to the first-time workout person who wants to make a change in their life and start hitting the gym and getting on the right track to a better, healthier lifestyle? That's a good question. (laughs) Uh, um, My best advice would be just to jump in and go for it. 
I know one of the most difficult things for people is being able to get up and go to the gym and then getting to the gym and having that fear of walking into the gym because of judgment. And I remember being overweight and walking into the gym and feeling so intimidated and so overwhelmed and hiding in the corner to work out and then, you know, feeling uncomfortable. And every single day I pushed myself to go to the gym, it became easier and I became more comfortable with it. But I know that once you stop doing it, it's harder to get back into it because you have those same feelings and emotions over. So I think consistency is the most important thing. But I also learned that no matter how much you work out, if you're not eating correctly, that affects your mental health. And that also affects your results that you will get with working out. So um, so you would say a calorie defect played a big part in your transformation? Um, so I, I did do a calorie deficit. Right now I play a lot with... Um, with changing, transforming my body differently. I did do a calorie deficit, but you know what really helped me in the beginning of all this? I started with the blood type diet. I don't believe in diets, they're fads. I don't follow, like I eat whatever I want, but apparently our bodies don't break down certain foods according to our blood type. And what started this for me was, I went to go see Tony Robbins in person and he was talking about how he doesn't drink alcohol and whenever he's feeling depressed, he releases endorphins. He just stands up and jumps up and down and gets his body flowing, that he likes to put music on. And then I started to realize that music, it gets our body moving and it kind of just excites us and it changes our mental. If you're feeling down and you put on a song and that song, does that beat just hits you and it gets you excited and it gets you going, it puts you in a better place. Then I started to figure out that certain foods were causing me body pain. I, after my accident, I dealt with a lot of body pain. So it was hard for me to go to the gym because I was limited on what I could do because besides being overweight, my pain levels were high. So I wasn't able to do what everyone else was doing. And I have a lot of uh, limitations from my car accident. But yeah. I will say that for me, um, besides the calorie deficit, it was changing what I was eating and understanding my body that certain foods would cause bloating and I felt uncomfortable. Certain foods my body. Once I studied the food and eliminated it. Yeah. Yeah, it like you're having some technical difficulty over there. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on my Bluetooth. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's all right. Um, so, like I said, we also do well-being and also, um, I just recently did a podcast about starting up starting up your businesses what advice would you give as a motivation speaker for somebody who wants to start their own business be their own boss because with covid and pre-covid a lot of people are now going into a business for themselves what advice would you give them find something that you want to learn more of find something that sparks your your passion when you follow your passion you're going to invest more into it people are more motivated by things that they love rather than things that they don't like. A lot of people will quit their nine to five job or not be excited to go to their nine to five job because they're not passionate about it. There's nothing that's getting them excited about waking up early and having to drive an hour or two in traffic and have to, you know, have somebody dictate to them what they need to do. And a lot of people are left feeling unfulfilled or worrying about, am I going to lose my job? I, I say as a business owner, you have to understand that it's a roller coaster. There's going to be really high points. There's going to be really low points. You have to remember those high points because they're going to help you get through those low points. 
I think for somebody who's trying to start their business, um, once you follow your passion and you just really develop and grow on that and, you know, see what other people are doing and just kind of build your own and make it your own and set yourself apart from everybody else. There's nothing better than an original. Yes, I, I totally agree. Now, I noticed you started your strength comes from life, if I'm saying it correctly, um, motivational yeah. speaker, speaking. So, what do what is what do you plan to get effectively from that? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? What do you plan on from your from your own motivational speaking program? What do you plan to reach? Like, do you have a specific goal or a specific clientele you plan on reaching? Honestly, I don't have any other goal other than for my video or my words to hit that one person that needed it to hit. I think that, you know, a lot of people are out there trying to create content for what everybody else wants to see and what everyone else wants to hear, but they don't realize when you speak from your heart and you're putting yourself out there, you're connecting with people more and you're more passionate about what you do. So if I'm sitting out here putting out content that I want everyone else to hear, I'm going to be left feeling unfilled unfulfilled and then wonder why I'm not getting enough interaction I think that following my heart and putting out there what I want to put out there and knowing that I can inspire that one person who needed to see my video is what is going to keep pushing me through yeah that's that's great um also as we all know that October is mental health awareness month um and recent, a lot of athletes have been coming out, and just people in general have come out saying about their mental health status. Um, how do you feel on the topic of mental health in today's society? So, I had a conversation with my professor in college. I believe that every single person in the world battles with a mental illness, no matter what kind it is, whether it's seasonal depression, you know, whether it's every kind. I think a lot of people are undiagnosed because there's a stigma, a negativity for mental illness, and it's not that at all. It's just that people don't understand it. Um, my teacher fought me on it and said, it's not true. Not everybody has one. And I, I feel the opposite. I think that we need more compassion for other people and more understanding because we never know what someone else is battling. I think that mental illness, like I said, is undiagnosed with a lot of people. But I also see there's not enough help for it and I think that's another reason it's running rampant you know you have people who were locked down during COVID who weren't getting out and socializing everything was moved to social media so people became accustomed to socializing through social media Yeah. and a lot of us trying to get through it are posting memes and trying to laugh and trying to be happy but we were all covering up for something that we were feeling inside and helping other people to get through it mm-hmm and I think that coming out of that, we all need to learn how to socialize again because we're so used to being behind our phones. We're so used to being behind the computer. People are not getting out anymore and talking to other people. And I can't tell you how many times I leave my house and I smile or just you know, say hello to people. And it's like, they, it's not the same as before everybody went into this lockdown. And it's kind of sad how so much has shifted over time and many of us don't realize it. When people are depressed, they're easier to manipulate. And I think that a lot of people are looking for that one last hope or that one last form of inspiration to try to get through a difficult time or a difficult moment. And a lot of people have lost hope. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Now, with the holiday seasons coming up, uh, what kind of um, healthy alternative 
meals or advice would you give someone who's trying to diet but knowing that the holiday season coming up you got thanksgiving coming around the corner christmas new year's that's a very easy time for somebody to gain weight what kind of advice would you give that person I think there's always going to be times where we're going to gain weight unexpected. I truly believe in the calorie deficit, but I also believe in us bulking. I think it's important to reset our bodies when we hit a plateau. We wonder why we're not losing anymore. Um, I also think it's important to enjoy those holiday meals because what happens is when you're not fulfilling something that you want, your body is neglecting it. You're going to end up binge eating. I remember for myself, there were so many things I wanted to eat. And in the beginning when I was trying to go through this process and I wouldn't eat them, but then late at night I would hide in the closet and eat that candy bar. But it didn't count because nobody saw me doing it. And, you know, even when, when I tried a lot of these fat diets, they didn't work for me because I would lose weight and then gain it right back. A lot of these diets you have to follow forever. So if you want the cake, eat the cake, but eat a smaller portion of it. <laughs> That's a diet that everybody would like to follow. I think. <laughs> Listen, your body needs food. We need to eat. You know, when people say I don't eat carbs, your body needs carbs. It's just about eating the right carbs. It, you can supplement foods. Mm. You know, I do a rotation thing because I get, you know, I have a, um, um, an addictive personality where I'll get it and, like, I'll start eating chicken, you know, for whatever, and then I get sick of chicken. So now I rotate, like, I do a week, a month of just fish. You know, I'll do a week, a month of, you know, a turkey or, a, you know, a red meat. But most of the time, I'm eating chicken. It gets boring sometimes. So it's important that we're constantly figuring it out. If food is not exciting and food is not fun to us, we're not going to want to eat it. And that's why I think people fail on diets because food should taste good. Now, along with calorie de de um, deficient defect or deficiency, um, what kind of workouts do you do that help along this progress? So... Um, I actually don't do any cardio. I remember going to the gym and doing cardio because that's what I thought we needed to do to lose weight. The more I looked into the cardio, I understood that it was, you know, not doing the, not giving me the results that I really wanted to get. So I moved into lifting weights and it took a lot of time for me to feel comfortable to move into the weights because me being a female, it was mostly predominantly male and I didn't want to be the only female over there. It's intimidating. So I remember asking a trainer in the gym, a female trainer, she would take me over there and show me some different things. And after like two days, I started to become more comfortable. And a lot of them were so inviting. So it wasn't uncomfortable anymore. I kind of felt like I fit in, you know, giving tips and receiving tips. But I'll tell you, my favorite thing in the gym is lifting. I love lifting. At home, I have weights. I use resistant bands, but everything to me is weight. I'll use my own body weight. So, like I said, I don't do any cardio unless I'm dancing. <laughs> I don't do any cardio. Um, I'm most of the time just lifting weights, and I love it. I love pushing my limits to see how much more I can lift, how many more reps I can do. I love that. I love the challenge. Now, how do you feel about gym culture? I know you just talked about how you just when you first went to the gym, you felt uncomfortable going to the weights and stuff. How do you feel about gym culture as... I see a lot of like negative and toxicity towards people going to the gym or people body shaming and a whole bunch of other toxicity going on in the gym today. How do you feel about that? So as somebody who was really overweight to someone who lost weight, in the process of it, because you know when you look in the mirror and you see yourself differently, it's, a, it's a, like a, a mind like 
it just messes you up because you're not seeing that same person you've always seen. And I've learned that this is just our shell. You know, this is not who we are. And that came with time. Um, I think that, um, especially somebody, I, I have body dysmorphia. And I created that, I think, with all of my body changes that have happened and just, you know, always wanting to look different. And when I started to work on the inside, it started to feel a little bit easier. I noticed that today's culture, a lot of people do have body dysmorphia. You see a lot of, you know, everything is beautiful, everything is filtered, everything is edited, and then you have this younger generation coming in and feeling uncomfortable with who they are because they're competing with all of this unrealistic stuff. So as far as the gym culture goes, um, it's definitely changed over time. I After COVID, I actually stopped going to the gym. My gym that I love shut down right, right when COVID hit. Hmm. And I have not found another gym that I love or felt comfortable going to. I am somebody who likes to go to the gym and work out, and I like to take it really seriously. And um, a couple of times I've tried to go to the gym. It's been a pickup place. It's been, um, you know, just that. And I'm not, I'm not there for that. I noticed, like, um, you know, you, you have a lot more people going to the gym dressed up now and things like that. So it's, I think the culture of the gym has changed a lot. I think that, um, and you know, another thing for me is I remember um, one of my friends who body built, I had said to, I had sent him a picture of a woman. And I said to him, what do I need to do to have this body? And I said, give me some gym things. What do I need to eat? What do I need to work out? And he started laughing. And he said to me, those are injections. I had no idea. And this is the woman that I had hung up that I wanted to, like this was the, the, the body I was trying to build. And I had no idea. Hmm. that it was an unrealistic goal because this is what I was used to seeing. So I think that um, going to the gym is great for socializing as far as building connections and having gym buddies to work out with. Um, I think the downside of it is sometimes you can fall into, you know, looking over at somebody and being inspired by them, but also um, down-talking yourself because you're comparing yourself to that person. I think that... Um, if you find the gym that you're comfortable with, as far as, you know, you're walking in and you're like, okay, I'm going to push myself to work out on this machine, and I got this, and people are saying hello to you, and you're saying hello back, it builds the camaraderie. We used to call it a gym family. You know, there's a group of us that used to work out together, and it was, like, exciting to go to the gym and see these people and work out together. Every morning, it was, like, the same people, and we got comfortable doing that. Mm. So you can build that gym culture in a positive way. As long as you take the focus off what everyone else is doing in the gym. Now, you talked about your gym family. Do you still keep in contact with anyone in your gym family, or that's gone with the closing of your gym that you usually go to? Um, we all, um, you know, social media has kept us connected. And um, so we all have, have the connection. A lot of us live in the same town. Some people have joined other gyms. I have gone to other gyms just to see, like, what they were like. And I just, I'm all about energy vibes. And I really love a place. I... The frustration for me is like wanting to use a machine and having a whole line of people who are trying to use the same machine. I go to the gym really early, so I like to get it worked out and leave. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I miss these people. I miss working out with them. A lot of them inspired me. A lot of them were motivating, and I did the same thing for them. So I'm glad to see their progress. A lot of them are um, do marathons and different things, so it's kind of cool seeing that. Yeah, definitely. So how would, as far as the... um your motivational speaking um, brand, how would people be able to reach out to you? Is there a specific email or is it just all through social media? 
Um, my email is strengthcomesfromlife at gmail.com. Okay. okay. Strengthcomesfromlife at gmail.com. And then I have my Facebook page that's um, Strength Comes From Life. Mm-hmm. I'm working on um, creating something, so those are in the works. They're not up and going yet. And like I said, I was kind of just out there for many years, just out there just spreading that positivity and trying to inspire someone. And I decided that I enjoy doing that. I really enjoy just helping other people. And I think that it's important that we express our vulnerability to inspire other people to okay to be themselves also. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, I would like to thank you for coming on today. And I hope you have a lot of success in the future. Oh, thank you. I wish you all of the success also. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm proud of you. Good for you doing this. No problem. And I hope you keep in touch. Absolutely. Thank you and have a good day. You too. I hope you have a great day. All right. Bye.